following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the player's and a GM's perspective. I'm Tony Fanning, and with me as always are my exemplary friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. How are we doing, fellas? Chris, homie. Oh, man, I'm doing good. I um, went golfing this morning. Started off the first few holes. I think I was going for high score, to be honest. I think I was still asleep. But, um, yeah, again, but it wasn't as fun without my wife there. But, anyways, I got my money's worth, like I always do. So, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. How about you, Stefan? I'm doing pretty good. Things are moving around at work and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But And I'm coming to you today for this recording remotely because of internet issues. I had to travel around and get some more powerful signal because my own home hamsters, hamsters were way, way too They're oh, a little they bigger in the tired. area where you're at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually, use beavers. So, <laughs> Our very own Les Nesman. Yeah, remotely. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. awesome. I can do. I could do like him from the, from the helicopter. <laughs> oh, turkey drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and that voice you hear in and the background you... is our guest. Uh, we have uh, this. This this is our uh, one of our uh, founder focus shows. This is episode fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking to Chris Markham. So. Not to confuse everybody, we're going to refer to him as Chris, and we'll refer to our lovely co-host as Homie throughout the whole thing, hopefully. Uh, I'll hopefully. probably fuck it up at least nine times. So. Of course. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Well, hey, you know what? Let's let's get into this thing, then. Shall we Sounds segue great. over to it? All right. In the People of Genesis segment of the show, where I'd like to introduce a second time, Chris Markham. So, um, who are you? Chris, what's your elevator speech for yourself? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, well, when you think of a gamer, that's pretty much me. I'm a fat old white guy with glasses and a goatee. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Pretty unique Welcome to the right? crowd. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm the, I'm the kind of geek that I like to go to conventions and cosplay and meet my favorite actors and just play games. And then I come home and I live on a small ranch and we have animals and a zoo, basically. Nice. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Which they're, all being, they're all being very quiet right now, which is good. But, uh, yeah, we just put the horses out for the night, so. 
Awesome. Very nice. Awesome. Well, Very well, nice. Well, yes. welcome to the show, man. Yes, welcome. Nice to be here. Good. So, well, what would we like to do first? We wanted to, let's just jump into it. You know what? Um, okay. So, what did what role playing game did you cut your little baby RPG teeth on? Oh, de- definitely one. the very first incarnation of D and D. When uh, you know, when you like played a class like an elf was a class and a race. Oh right. yeah, dude. <laughs> so oh yeah, the white that's, box. That's what I cut my teeth on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so you played a man. You played a fighting man, right? <laughs> Or you could. No, I, my, my very first character was uh, was a cleric. Sweet. Who? Mine too. Father Roland. Long fucking time ago, man. When I was 13 in my buddy's basement. <laughs> and I, I had no idea what the heck I was doing because I was playing with some friends that knew a lot more than I did. And, uh, awesome. Then very shortly, I kind of got the gist of it all, and it was just great. It, then I moved. That was actually when I was overseas, and I moved, and I didn't play it again for like almost a decade. So. Oh. oh wow. But you were bitten anyway, so it oh, just yeah, came yeah. back. I still loved it. I just, <laughs> and it was great to find people who were into it. And uh, by then, second edition was around, so so we got into that. So that was great. Nice. Awesome. awesome. Well. Um, so obviously you're a fan and a, a creator for Genesis, but I assume you play or GM. Uh, when did you first begin playing or GMing Genesis? Genesis is yeah different. I mean, I, I came into Genesis really because of the whole Terranoth world. I mean, we had played um, all kinds of different games, such as uh, we started with Runebound. That was my first introduction to the setting. Mm. Um, then we played Descent, and we've done that for years. And I was actually planning out a campaign world of Terranoth way before I knew anything about Genesis or the book ever coming out. And it was the book hadn't even I hadn't even heard of the book yet. And it, it, the campaign kind of got derailed for a little bit as far as us starting it. So I had a lot of months to just kind of world build. And I was starting my own campaign site. And then this book came out, and my wife got it for me. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is great!" But then I started going through it. I'm like, "Oh, there's it's missing so much stuff <laughs> that I'm used to from the games, you know." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know." So I started kind of making my own campaign site about it, and and that's really where everything grew from there. Because I, I, it's like I wanted to write about Terranoth, but I, you know, I had to do the Genesis system, so I had to learn it. And then once I started learning about it, I was like, "Oh, this is really pretty great." I mean, it's it's a, not a, a you know, succeed, fail. It's 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 just got a lot to it. Mm-hmm. It's like you yeah. can you can fail a roll but still do something spectacular, or you can succeed and still kind of screw things up. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, that's um, cool. And uh, it's just really an interesting game system. So I really had a lot of fun learning it and forcing it down my players' throat, even <laughs> though they even though they they went into it a little bit hesitant, but they were playtesting it for me, and we still. Oddly enough, play a 3.5 campaign, but that's just because we started that campaign before this. Cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely the next one started definitely be a Genesis campaign. So, cool, nice. Luke. That's awesome. Now, now nice. are you the GM for that then? I, I am. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I, one other player is has GM'd a lot um, as far as for for those campaigns, but it's been a while since. So been a while since I get to be a player, but I'm. I've got a lot more time <laughs> than I usually, than others usually do. 
and I can work on this stuff, so it just makes sense for me to be the GM for a while. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. So, following that question, what or who inspired you to begin writing for the Foundry, and and why? Yeah, I mean, definitely it was it was just um, when the Foundry first came out, it was just a great idea. I was like, oh, I could actually like fill in the gaps that I that I saw missing, you know, from the book that I was used to, from the lore that I was aware of, from the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually um, it was Darren West's uh, Hadris Shard. I gotten that, and I saw the way he kind of fleshed out Strangehaven, and I was like thinking, "Wow, that's this is a cool way I can actually start to bring some of these things to life that are just there mentioned in the text, and that's it, like a one sentence in the text, and it's like, oh, okay, I could take that and run with it." Um, and I'm already doing that anyway for my campaign, so this way it's kind of a cool way to get it out there and share it with others. And I still put a lot of free stuff on my campaign site and such about the world of Terranoth. Um, cause that's really how it all started. But uh, it's nice to kind of package things, too, for people so it's not scattered all over my site. <laughs> right. So, oh, cool. We'll have, to, we'll have to get that. We'll have to have you set, give me that, um, give me that, that uh, website, and we'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah, add it to the show notes. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I'm not restricted from art there, so I can use art from, from all kinds of stuff and nice. by the campaign. So. There you go. That's so, it. Yeah. Inspire yourself. Good. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I've, as you can see, at least from my releases, if you've seen them, um, I'm really big on visuals. I like to have a visual for everything. Yeah. And I'm the same yeah. way in my campaign. I mean, I don't have NP. Even if it was a bartender, or, mm-hmm. or a barmaid in a, in a in a tavern that that the PCs will never go to, I've probably got a picture of the barmaid <laughs> in the paint because <laughs> I'm just that insane about it. But yeah, that's no. awesome. I think most of us are the same way. I mean, we're using fantasy grounds, and we have pictures, you know, of, of NPCs if we can, or uh, caverns, or whatever, you know, situation as much as possible to show the players. It's always good oh, to yeah. have a bit of a visual. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and it keeps me Very on cool. point too because I have all the notes that I can, I have like notes for different voices of like what mm. they are and things like that, so I can always be consistent. See? Nice. Voice GM. Voice ah, GM. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good. <laughs> well, so, Voices and accents. <laughs> so, yep. so the next question we have here um, is what, what advice would you give to folks who haven't, you know, who, who want to contribute to the, to the generous foundry, whether it's a setting, an adventure, any advice you could give? Well, the first thing is get my tips and tricks. I put, I put it out there for free. Okay. It's, it's basically just a, a, a bunch of things that I had to learn the hard way. And mm-hmm. sometimes the links on everything, like the terms and conditions and all that stuff, really kind of not easy to find on DriveThru. Um, so it's just got a lot of li- helpful links and a lot of helpful things that you can do as a writer uh, for DriveThru that you may not be aware of or that aren't very intuitive when you're using the interface. Um, and that's up on the Foundry, isn't it? For free? It, is a, it is on the Foundry. It's a payment yeah. you want. Um, I oh, free. Awesome. I mean, pick it up. Yeah, it's, I, I just made that's it kind of help you put, everybody. It's, it's great that you put something like that together. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I, I just want I, I want to see more content, don't we all? I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. And whatever so helps. I, yeah, anything I could do to make it easier. I was like, you know what? I, I kept giving this advice anyway. I'd have people message me and say, hey, you've got a lot of titles on there. How did you do this? Or how did you do that? Or, or where is this even at? And I was like, I keep answering all these people. It's like, I might as well just put something out. 
Yeah, I, I'm guilty of that. I asked you, I think, a couple of questions. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, almost every couple of days I get an email about, hey, where's the um, terms and conditions at? I can't find them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bookmarked well, that awesome. now. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Um, well, but, but biggest advice though is just get it out there. I mean, if you have something that you're you're passionate about, yeah, mm -hmm. it's probably not going to be perfect the first time. I mean, I look back to my first release and compare that to like the formatting of the newer releases, and I'm just like, oh god. I mean, are you <laughs> going back and redoing some of them as far as formatting goes? Um, just because I don't like <laughs> don't like it when I look at it. So, okay. I mean. Content-wise, it's yeah. still it's just the fact that the layout is like it, now it bugs me, so I need to go back and put the right backgrounds, the right fonts, things right. like that. And and because it's a PDF that you're putting up there, right, and people are downloading it, you can you as the author can update it whenever you want, and then whoever oh, bought it, whoever's got it, right, will just get get the updates instead of having to wait for the second printing or third printing and go to the <laughs> FGLS and get it. But you know, it's pretty cool in electronic age. Yeah, and I'm the, I'm the stickler, too, because there's a, there's a field there where you can actually put... I mean, there's a default message. But there's a field where you can actually put, like, what you changed. Oh, okay. Uh, for the, and I always am meticulous about putting that there so that you know if it's something you really need to download or not. Because if it's just, like, some typos and you're like, ah, I don't really want to mess with downloading it again, you're fine. If yeah. it's something like a change, I, I definitely want to point that out. So Cool. Right. Cool. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Well, uh, so you mentioned that you play with a group and you do um, you do other games as well, uh, D and D three point five. Uh, but how often do you get to play uh, or GM or so on and so forth? Right. So we 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 kind of play as a group. We get together for other games and stuff too. It's like board games. Like we'll still play like Runebound and Descent and things like that. We even have like a Descent campaign going on. Um, but um, about once a month, we actually get to game 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 you know as far as the role playing goes mm. um it's a little bit on hiatus due to covid until we get all all get set up with kind of a vtt and some other stuff a virtual tabletop and all but um right we, we are trying to make that happen so cool yeah that's cool very nice and, uh, so follow-up of course would be some of the following uh some of the ongoing games but i think you already mentioned that so now yeah. we could we do have a segue into um, we actually had a listener uh, mm -hmm. write us and um, awesome he, he sent us a couple questions and and awesome that's good I, he asked you a question which I also have an answer for so I kind of want to see what you you uh, say about this first one that he asked us so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and ask it and then mm -hmm. I'll pass on then we'll go back to our round robin method here but um, from, this is from Jeremy Hall and he says how does or how do you react to the to or deal with the accusation that Terranoth is a generic fantasy setting for a generic RPG we've all heard this argument and we feel it isn't true but FFG really hasn't given us a great tome to help us uh, with in a, in a matter similar to the world of Android book which predates Genesis by years? That's a great question. Um, basically, if you base it solely on the realms of Terranoth book, I can kind of see where you get that. Um, you know, it's, it's an amazing book. It's got a lot of stuff in it, a lot of information. Um, 
but it's also got a lot of like history and things like that that may not be the necessarily the, the the thing that people read. So when they look at it, they see, oh, okay, there's there's elves, there's orcs, there's and so on. That's really all they take from it. Um, but there's really, you know, from my perspective, when I came at it playing like Runebound and Descent, you know, there's so much more to that world um, that the book doesn't go into. So so I already know more about that that lore that's actually out there and why it's not generic um you know for me my players have been playing D for years just like i have so you know oh if i put a, a troll up to them they know that they know it's stats just as well as i do as a gm you know if i throw a dragon at them they know how often it can breathe and it's kind of hard to divest your your player and your character of that knowledge because you've done it so many times yeah. But if I throw a Bane spider at him, they're like, I don't know what the hell that does. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And you, or, or, you can tweak them from one to one encounter to the next, anyway. Exactly. And um, you know, what's a reanimate? I, I don't know. Is there some undead thing? Uh, yeah. So it's it's fun because it's fun for them because it's like playing D and D all over again or playing some other role playing game all over again because they don't know what they're facing. Yeah. Um, whereas they did, you know, with all those other games. So, uh, right. so, yeah, that's why it's definitely not a generic uh, fantasy world because, you know, I have, I think on my site, I think I have like 40 different mounts that people can have that are all based on like the cards and lore and Terranoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I don't have that in d d <laughs> you know? So generic, eh, not so much, but I can see where they'd get that just reading the, just reading the source book, but there's a lot out there. Yep, and uh, that's what I was going to say. The source book is the is the the opening foray. They meant it to be the opening foray into the right. setting. And if you mis- and if you wished to dig deeper, they have that whole plethora of other products to make it deeper, make it less generic. And I got to say, I've never played any other Terranoth or any other uh, fantasy game where you could play a rune mage right from character creation. You always had to build towards it. Right. If you wanted to do it. And like D&D 3.5, you had to build towards a prestige class and things like that. And that's one thing that I think draws people and is unique to Terranoth alone is the runes themselves. I mean, the, all their first games for it were rune bound and, and rune quest. And, <laughs> you <Yeah. know. laughs> it's certainly yeah, a big part of the, uh, that's, the that's background. That's a good point. It's actually the, when I'm, I'm, uh, one of the things on the drawing board is Teared Off Treasures 3, and it's going to be solely based on rune items. I'll buy that. Mm, nice. <laughs> that's, that's that cool. looks good. All right. Stefan, go ahead. Yeah, Stefan, um, go for it. Actually, you you guys go because my copies of... Uh, I had to print out the copies of the show notes, and okay. I don't have Jeremy Hall's questions. So, okay, ahead, so the next question was, um, what, what drew you to Turnoth? Tiranoth, and Jeremy kind of goes on and says that it's obvious that he has a huge passion for the setting, and without his works, the setting world would be very hard to flesh out using just Realms of Tiranoth. So, um, I'll just read the rest of it here, because that's really the only question. He says, good luck, look forward to the show in the next one, which I assume is a keyboard review. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yep, that it will be. <laughs> um, not a setting I care about, but the book is amazing. Agreed. Stay tuned. So, Chris, what draw you to what draw you to Tiranoth? Drew you in. I mean, really, yeah, really. It started with those other games. I mean, the Runebound game and then the Descent game. Um, it was just so much fun playing those games, and uh, 
and it was just nice to have a new game world and new monsters. I mean, really just the new stuff, you know, from the same old fantasy stuff that we were so used to for so long. That was what really drew me to it. Um, and, and then when I saw the book come out, and I, the book is great, but I, I mean, I'm also used to those, you know, I have that D&D mindset from some of those old world books where they had like, okay, here's the, here's all the gods and here's their symbols and here's, you know, the heraldry of all these different countries and here's this and here's, and, yeah. and I'm like, where is that? <laughs> it needs to be there, you know? I mean, we know it. Like if we see banners of somebody with a, a unicorn, you know, we're like, oh, they're from Forge, you know, because we played those games. But Looking at the the source book, you're like, nah, yeah, you, you got nothing on that. So, <laughs> well, no, now we no. do. Hint. Yeah, now you do. Now we kind of do, <laughs> well, which it. which is the segue into kind of another the, the the next part. And Tony, go ahead and take care of that <laughs> if you'd like. Okay, <laughs> so we actually have some supplement specific questions, and first and foremost, the big one. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> so we have. I have a list, and it's not a complete list now that I've looked, but you have Terranoth Taverns, you have Xanagan Zoology, you have Terranoth Treasures 1 and 2, and soon to be 3, <laughs> Ministries of Manara, Xanagan Zealots, uh, Terranoth Trades, Manual of Manara, Vile Villains, Alkalim Adversaries, <laughs> and the latest foray, Timuran's Tomb. Tome. Mm-hmm. What are all these? Uh, can you give us a brief rundown, maybe, of each thing and what it is? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, taverns is the first one, and it's uh, it's basically four unique taverns. There's like a gnomish tavern with inventions. There's a an orcish tavern with uh, some really grotesque drinking practices. Um, there's a, a really fancy restaurant, and there's also a, um, a Zanagan themed kind of tavern run by a Zanagan explorer. I love that. That just that mm-hmm. tavern alone reminds me of Rainforest Cafe. It does exactly. Just... <laughs> that's exactly the vibe I was going for on it. So there we go. Oh, that's that's awesome. But you know, too many times you're gaming, and it's like, oh, you go into a tavern, you go into a tavern. Let's see, my players, yeah. I, they know that if they're going into a tavern, there's probably going to be something about it that's not normal. So, perfect. Right. Just kind of fun, and unique. That's exactly. Um, Zanagan Zoology was really just kind of. I was going through the Roombound cards and thinking, man, I really need to bring these guys into Genesis. Um, so I actually sat down and I had the idea and I did the outline for a bunch of different bestiaries, and I realized that I'm going to be drawing these things till next year if mm. I try to just wait until I do them all. So I broke them into sections based on where they were from. Um, so Zenagan Zoology is one of the first ones of those, um, and then a lot of the, the, a lot of the animals I was going to put in part two to come out kind of soon afterwards actually ended up being in the EPG in the Expanded Players Guide, so I had to kind of rework that and put it on the back burner a little bit. So oh, gotcha. But um, but I do have enough creatures now to, to to do a second one, so I'll have to to work on that. But uh, um, the treasures uh, one and two. Treasures 2 came really kind of quickly because I, I was doing those. And again, I had, if, if I waited till I drew all the treasures, it would just take a while because I'm, I'm doing my own art for the most part on a lot of these. So. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and my daughter's an artist as well, so which is good because she's good with she's better at people, specifically females than I am as far as drawing. So, <laughs> right. So that's great. <laughs> so I can have her draw people and I draw items and such like that. So, cool. um, so it's fun. 
Uh, and it's a nice little father-daughter thing. To do. She draws it out, but then I'll ink it and color it and everything and shade it and all that stuff. Very good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I got a little sweatshop going. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's in her 20s, so, you know. All done, see? It's all good. Yeah. It's legal. <laughs> yeah, I've used tre- Turn Off Treasures 1 uh, under uh, Chris's... Uh, recommendation when i was working on my own thing so that uh, that helped me out even if i don't use all the treasures right now like maybe i will later on but uh, i think it was a section about creating magic items like oh okay cool oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and i wanted to, it to be a nice thing to where you didn't like you didn't want a player that's cranking them out like a factory you know no, no. But at the same time it's nice to be able to make something that's yours so um so that board that kind of got born out of that um, so yeah, Treasures 1 and 2 are, are both kind of the same kind of books, just different items. And they're all taking items for, that we experienced in the descent and bringing those into the game. So, Oh, okay. Cool. So it is inspiration from somewhere, at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, th- these are all... I mean, like all the creatures in Zenagan Zoology, they're all, they all exist somewhere in the lore. If, whether, it's okay. terror, whether it's Runebound or Descent, there's something there for it. And that name and everything, the look to it and all that's something okay. I try to keep. Cool. Um, so like Ministries and and Zanah Gonzalez, both of those two are the same kind of book as well, where they're basically about the gods. Um, you know, there's there's a like a paragraph of each god in, in the ROT book, in the Rebels of Taranoff book. And there's no symbol, there's really not much about them other than maybe, you know, they're good, they're bad, or, you know, this is kind of yeah. what they, they are. Um but there's really a lot more that are mentioned in the other products. Um, right. So I kind of, I wanted to flesh those out, give them symbols based on what they described and, and everything. Cause one of my favorite books when I was, when I played D and D was the forgotten realms, um, mm-hmm. the, the world, the, the setting book, it basically had like a picture of all the different priests of the gods, what they looked like. So you oh, could I have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, okay, I remember that's that. What my character should look like, or that's the, what the symbol looks like. Okay, cool. You know, and I wanted yeah. that tearing off, so that's where that came from. Nice. Yeah, I got nice. that Faiths of Faerun kind of feel about it, so that's uh-huh. nice. Exactly. I'm glad yeah. you were going for that. <laughs> exactly. And trades. Um, <laughs> this started out where I was like, okay, I remember playing different classes in Descent. You know, they basically called these classes in there. And, um, you know, there are things like the Rune Master or the Spirit Speaker, things that are mentioned in the book, but they really don't have listed as careers in Realms of Terranoth. Right. They just um, got got basic ones in, right. the basic, in the core book. And then I started looking, and I'm like, there are 32 of them in the Descent games, the expansions. Um, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> well... Let's let's make these into careers and bring them into into the game so you can, people can play these things, you know. Um, so that's where that came from, and that's I'm actually going to be following that up with uh, talent pyramids for all 32 classes. Um, that'll include some of the the abilities that are in the Descent game, but it'll also include regular talents as well that are in you know the EPG and also the CRB, the core rulebook. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've got four of them done so far, so I got a few more to go. Yeah, <laughs> chip it away. Almost there. Almost there. Time. Well, that's just it. You can only do so many of those things and maintain your sanity. That's it. We'll take a break. Do something else. Then you'll be doing what I do and not worry about. And, and that kind of goes into like how I work because I actually work on about two or three projects at a time. 
and I go back and forth. If I get like a little block on one, I go switch back over to the other one or switch back and forth if I get excited about something. Nice. Probably yeah. my worst awesome thing is I get like it. I get like thirty four like let's see, three fourths of the way through something and then something new and shiny catches my eye, like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. So then I'll work on that for two days, and then I'll finally go back to the other one and be like, okay, i got to finish this thing. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is exactly why you have not seen a Primordial Machina document yet. This happens <laughs> <Yeah>. to Tony. <laughs> shiny. New shiny. Ooh, yep. Yes. In fact, one of the titles, this one you didn't mention, it was a very good example of the shiny. Um, it's called Terrianor's Transports, and it's actually about, um, it's about ships. It's got uh, nine different ship deck plans oh, in it. yeah. Awesome. And all kinds of cannons and things like that, and which are actually in Terranoth because they're in the Isle of Dread expansion for Runebound. Oh, of um, course. Oh, cool. <laughs> cool. So, they are nice. there. Um, and basically, uh, that was something new and shiny. I got this software that you could uh, you can make some different ship maps and such. And I'm like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I worked on that for about a week or so, and then I was like, had it almost done. And I was really trying to finish up like Timurin's Tome or something like that. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> uh, even my wife would yell at me like, "God damn it!" <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to email you Tony's um, sanity sanity tables so you can make a roll <laughs> just, on them at so some you point. Can roll on them randomly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Manual of Minara was was basically my first opus one. I mean, that was a huge book. Oh um, my gosh, yeah, that's a nice one. And uh, it kind of. Um, I missed, I missed all the heraldry of all that stuff. Like we talk about, like, you know, if you see the, the unicorn banner, you know, it's from forge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started working on this and then I got talking with, uh, Roy who does a lot of, uh, visuals and supplements for, um, for, for basically the foundry. And he said, Hey, I can do some maps. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I think this is my favorite product because yeah, it does what? remind me mm-hmm. of some of the forgotten realms, even books and they talk about, let's say, Aglaron. Okay, so I have a bit of a map focus on that on that page. Yeah. So you did a bit the same thing. So Al Kalim has that map on one corner. A bit of who's the ruler, who's you know the yeah. symbol maybe of the of the realm. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So that was cool because even when I ran briefly the guys through a little uh, play uh, short uh, session on uh, the RPG Brewery, I even created a, little, a few heraldry symbols for the various minor nobles that were in the story oh yeah. great yeah exactly. even, even if they were even if they weren't official at least you know not bar- one of the barons but at least the uh serfs or well, not serfs but the uh the lord uh lo- the lords that serve the, the, the barons you know cool. uh, the counts right, yeah counts the there you go at least in the baronies most the, most likely um yeah but yeah i know it's it's and that's what's really cool about it is it, and a lot of that stuff is actually in the book it's just really buried in the book <laughs> so well that's it you know i had taken out my own notes of who rules which barony and uh, a little bit oh. of their personalities but now that you exactly. made an official pdf like ah excellent <laughs> yeah and i definitely tried to capture like every little note that they had in there about a baron i was like okay that's mm-hmm. like if you look at one of the, it was a uh, one of the barons like gregory or somebody mentions like he's got a big white bushy mustache or whatever and it's like okay <laughs> that's what he's got there we go awesome um, uh, Vile Villains, this is actually more of a, a project of a friend of mine. Um, he had the idea, and he he definitely did all the writing and, and so forth. I just kind of helped him format it and get it into a product because he didn't have the, 
the technical skills for that, and of course the art. Right. Um, but yeah, all that's all the rest of it's pretty much him. Um, and he's actually I'm actually working on a second one for him to help him out. I I finished all the art for it yesterday, so that'll actually probably go out sometime this week. Cool. Okay. So we'll keep a lookout on the drive-thru RPG again, guys. Yeah, and it's, it's basically just eight villains all ready to go. You know, and who's, who's that other author? Uh, Randall Mason. Randall He's Mason. actually one of my players in, the, in my campaign. Cool. cool. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I see you guys are uh, co-credited, but I added it to the list anyway. The next one is just going to be him, his name, but I'll just be in the credits doing the, all the stuff that I did. But yeah. Right. Uh, cool. Uh, Al Kalim is is basically just that same idea of the Zanagan zoology. It's just a bunch of creatures that are in the Al Kalim setting, um, and I I, I kind of st- I had a whole bunch of bestiaries, but I found a really good cover art for that one. So I was like, okay, I'll do that one next. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and I think with your zoology and Kalim adversaries, you also have uh, an accompanying accompanying document for printing mass cards. Yes, yeah. and that's uh, Roy because Roy came up with that. Um, Roy Altman, right? And um, I asked him if I could use it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, go ahead, include him in." So, oh, so that's great. great. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I have the adversary cards in there too. Oh, those, those yeah, are great. I, nice. I got them. Well, I started using the adversary cards during when I was running Star Wars. Right, and just put them in the plastic sleeves. You can write on it, you know, mm-hmm. keep track of wounds or whatever, and just oh, I want a bounty hunter. There we go. You got one. Those are really good. Yeah, yeah. very. Good. Oh yeah, it's nice to be able to just see the dice too. You can see all the dice pools that they have, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, very very nice. Yep, yeah. and then t- finally, uh, Timurin's Tome. That was just kind of the second big opus. I did that one uh, mostly for my wife because she hates open magic systems. Um, so she wants a lot more structure. She likes playing magic users, but she doesn't like the whole freeform thing. Um, right. Which, you know, a lot of people love the freeform thing, and I, and I get that. Um, but you know, she's so used to having like a level system and and having a list of spells. And, yeah, what they likes, do. And, yeah, and she also likes finding spells and spell books and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she's she's like, you know, if we're gonna ever try to play. Genesis, it's like you need to have some kind of a, a magic system that I can get behind. <laughs> so <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. 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 So, so the idea with this is I was I was reading through um Scott, uh Scott's Xenothrex's guide to magic. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm like, you know, this is really good. This is a, a good foundation of if I can have these constructed spells that kind of, you know, mimic what you have in you know in other games you know like you have these like low, these lower level spells and these weaker spells and then these big hoo ha ha spells you know um, yeah. maybe she can actually you know get behind that so that's what this kind of bore out of and the nice thing about it is you can either use that optional stuff like levels and so forth or you can throw it out and it doesn't change the mechanics of the spells at all they still use the same variables to build the spells that like Xenothrix's guide does or anything else. Yeah, so, so you just first, pre-written. So I want to see the first update to Tim to Timorin's tome of that big big hoo-ha spell. So whatever that is, <laughs> yeah. well, pretty much look look big for problem. things that have a diffi- look for things that have a difficulty of five. And yeah. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I can definitely see this as a as a great way, just like the Zenithrix guide, to bring people who are used to having a section of spells in in, in the rule book. This kind of Helps them, you know, 
wrap their heads around, okay, these are the spells that my wizard can do. You know, oh, yeah. And, maybe that, and from there, they can learn to tweak it. Right, and even as a GM, if I if I have a, a you know an NPC mage or an enemy mage, I want to have a little list of like, okay, what are his go-to spells mm-hmm, that he right. can do, and what are the dice pulls for him, so I don't have to sit there and think about him, you know, during yeah. the game. Oh yeah, definitely a good uh, tool either side of the screen. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm a big fan of prep, and the more I'm prepped, the more they can go off script, and I'll be ready for it. So cool. definitely the yes. <laughs> Definitely as a GM, if I ever run like another uh, con game, I would certainly find that very useful to uh, cut and paste or to, you know, borrow those mm-hmm. and put them on a, a pre-generated character so that people who are coming in, who are new to this system, yeah, you could do this spell, this spell, this spell, and or you can make your own spell, you know, and right. Yeah, yeah. Or take this spell and change it a little bit. You want something with greater range? It's, there's a way to do it. <laughs> That's right. Very much like the way that they did for the the, the pre-generated characters that they came out with with Terranoth, uh, how they had their own list oh, yeah. of spells, but they also mm-hmm. said, you know, you can do this. It's right. Yeah. A few yeah, common spells cool. for them. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping my wife gets into that where she's like, okay, you can do this, but if you want to tweak it a little bit, you can do this to it. You know, mm-hmm. you can make yeah. it a little harder, and your fireball can go extreme range <laughs> and hit the top <laughs> right. of the tower. Yeah. <laughs> or hey, That's you're it. not sure if this thing's damaged by fire or cold, so you're going to make a ball that does both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Burning like, ice. <laughs> exactly. Nice. nice. Well, let's see. So fire so and ice. ice. Yeah, <laughs> fire and ice. So the next question you. We we know you're big. You're a big fan of Tiernoth and Minara before Realms of Tiernoth, but um, I like this next one. What? So you do have a product catalog. <laughs> That's fair to say, right? What is your? What one are you the most proud of, and why? Uh, I, I think Manual of Minara, just because it, it really fills in a lot of the blanks mm. that that the, the source book doesn't. Um, Timurin's Tome is right up there. I mean, those two are both kind of tied, and they're both a lot of work, and I, I did a lot of time putting those together. But uh, Manual of Minara is definitely, from Jump, it's one of the first things I wanted to put out, but it was I really didn't have the skill, the maps, and everything else at the time to do that. So, Cool. Right. Cool. That's very good. Very cool. And which, well, I guess that's kind of uh, what you already asked, I guess, uh, Chris. Uh, which one was the hardest to write? Oh, Timurin's Tome, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a yeah. I had a spreadsheet that I worked off before I even put one word down on paper, um, just so I could reference everything right, level it, and like, you know, if I was referencing a spell in Scott's book, I had the right page number and everything, and mm, then I had right. to keep track of okay, which skills can cast the spell and which ones can't, and oh yeah, it was that was definitely the hardest to write. <laughs> right. But now it's done. So, <laughs> oh well, it's never done. There's always oh, right. Like, always things that I find or others find, and it's like, and that's fine. I, I always make okay. corrections and, and and so forth. So okay, well, it's out there at least. Exactly. <laughs> Tony, you want to take the next one? I think oh, you uh, totally. Did. Oh yeah, that one definitely came for me. So, are you go. related to Morin? To Tamorin? No, no, not really. Sure, to you him. can't trace your lineage somewhere to him. It's I'm possible. Just sure. Okay. I, I heard he likes to be called Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, 
I don't know if you ever listened, but we did a uh, uh, an actual play, a live play. It was actually on his um, uh, Twitch channel on over on the Brewery Show of uh, Realms of Terranoth, where and I wish he had known about uh, the fact that you had the stats for Artis Cerebus because your stats are way less powerful than his uh, <laughs> when we faced against him. Um, uh, but yeah, he over there he had some. Uh, we interacted with the Timurans, one of his servants, and uh, my cat folk uh, made a tremendous deception check and convinced them that my cat folk bard was his descendant of Timuran. <laughs> 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 it was two triumphs on a, one, a single yeah. deception check. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he, was, he, he, was, he was a descendant from Timuran's pet. His favorite pet. <laughs> Oh, I never know. Where do half cat folk know. come from? Maybe I had one <laughs> in my past. Well, it's a, one of those runes uh has mutated some cats. Yeah, there, there's always this rumor there's always those rumors about Tamarin, but you know. That's it. <laughs> That's uh, great. Anyhow. Now that was my uh frivolous question because I had that happen. But the real right. question we have is so <laughs> you do have a ton of products out there. You've done a whole bunch of them. Where do you find the energy? I mean, some people might think that you're um, you might have sold your soul to Nordros to become a lich to have all, so you don't have to sleep. But um, just curious, where, where do you find the time to write all this stuff? Oddly enough, that's kind of partly true because I don't need to sleep a lot. Um, I knew it, I, Tony. I, actually, I knew it. <laughs> I actually wake up like about four hours before my wife every morning. Um, so I come in here in the office, which is. It used to be her craft room, and ever since the whole COVID thing, now it's our, our home office. Mm, and um, I've got like four hours to kill where I can just kind of have me time and just write. <laughs> so that's always good. Um, and I'm and sure I, you have a time rune somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's just that my um, my work is, is in IT, so it's very reactive versus like always having meetings or always having this um so i have a lot of time during the day sometimes where i can just spend on it and some days are busy some days aren't so it just depends on the days um, cool. but i can still do things i can still even you know talk in meetings and, and answer questions and and the same time i'm sitting there drawing out a, a martian ray gun or something so yeah <laughs> very nice <laughs> that's great very good Almi, did good. you have any? Uh, I know you had a couple sp- specific questions about specific uh, products. Did you want to go into those? Um, no, not 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 so much. I just wanted to comment on um, this. Is just your your catalog that you've created here, Chris, is very impressive, and it's definitely added to the to the realms of Tyrannoth, and it's very very rich. A lot of information here, so appreciate Thanks. all of the hard work on it because. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Very good stuff. Yeah, we, yeah, we do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. It's, yeah. it's definitely. Uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh, um, you know, it's done out of love and passion for that game. So that is obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very obvious. And normally, I mean, something like this, we we would first give you fifty pieces of awesome for it. But I've given you so much of my hard-earned cash for this. I, I don't <laughs> have any fifty pieces of awesome for you. Buddy. The coffers are empty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maybe God. we can give him some embits. <laughs> there you go. There you Maybe go. some embits in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's by a flower saucer. 
Yeah, Martian Embits. <laughs> hey, ever, ever since I played Destroy All Humans, I, I, I want nothing more than to fly one of those saucers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I did see a flying saucer in the Keyforge book, so... Oh, yeah. there is. And there's one. Of, there's. I mentioned it in the supplement as well, just because oh, uh, yeah. it is one of their main ships. Well, but um, I give you a lot oh, yeah. more. A lot of different ways to arm it, though, too. Like oh, a grabber nice. jammer. Yeah, and my. Um, yeah, exactly. My um, <laughs> the two aliens that are that are kind of that kind of narrate you through the book mm. may have a lot of similarity to certain two aliens and destroy all humans. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Why not? Uh, well, oh. all right. Well, excellent. Is, is there anything else we wanted to ask uh, or I, talk about? I don't, have, I don't think I have anything else. I think we, well, all right, let's play. All right. Play a little bit. Yeah, let's roll some dice. Let's. Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome to Advantageous Threats. This is where we build, roll, and adjudicate some sample skill checks for your entertainment as well as our own. Uh, this show, we're going to be going through a crick quick round or three in an encounter uh, designed by myself uh, utilizing um, well, one of uh, Chris's many products. I use the uh, Alkalim Adversaries uh, which I happen to enjoy a couple of them in there tremendously. So I was like ooh, yeah, I want to do this. Nice. So in this encounter, I'll GM a small Terranoth encounter, and homies, Chris, and Stefan will be the players. So why don't we introduce mm -hmm. these characters, and then I'll do uh, setting the stage for you. So let's start with um, our guest. He's playing Javan Id Mavaro. I think I said that right. I think so. <laughs> um, what's he all about? I am a Javan Id Mavaro. I am a geomancer. <laughs> I work with the Earth. And now that, the Geomancer is from your Terranaut Trade supplement? Yep, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, and then we have Stefan. Yes, Stefan would be playing Zanana Talvari. If I remember the name correctly. Yeah, Ta Talavi. She is a skirmisher also from uh, the uh, Terranoth Trades. A skirmisher, dual-wielding scimitars of the f fire sands of Al-Kalim. Very nice. And lastly, homie, you've got... I've got... Looks like an elf. Uh, yeah, I've got... Yeah, playing a lowborn elf called Tegan. And yes, I used uh, Terranoth Trades as well. Playing a treasure hunter from the scout career. Um, mm. He's... He's kind of a sly guy. He um he he, he he's, he's a treasure hunter. He stole found an ancient elven bow, and some ruins far into like the deep wood of his homeland. Said, "Oh shit, I better get the hell out of here." Crossed the lands, crossed the sea to Alkalim. Been there for a century, just treasure hunting. Mm. So, guiding expeditions. Yeah, yeah Zanana's pretty wary of uh, Tegan. He he's always trying to get to her treasures. <laughs> What? What? <laughs> Come on! I have this tavern that I've that, that I've been that, that I've owned that I've invested in. 
Here, a couple orcs run it. <laughs> so, for, for setting the stage here, after months of searching the western sands and the deserts of Al Kalim, our weary adventurers have finally found, they believe, the lost ruins of Akatesh, said to be the first palace of the jinn that once ruled these lands. But something becomes apparent immediately. These ruins are far from empty. So you stand before you as if it appeared of the out of the desert uh, bright in the sun. These vast ruins. Mm. Um, a vast palace, much like the Taj Mahal uh, in, it, in the way that it looks. Um, yep. Except for the, the apex of this um, huge tower at the center of this palace is a giant ruby. Ooh. And shadows flitter about all underneath the, uh, the awnings of these ruins. And it's quite apparent that uh, something is moving under, out of the sun's gaze. Something is hiding in these ruins. Hmm. Well, I, ha I have guided you here. Now it's time to get that ruby. <laughs> I, um, I told you we'd any, find the city. <laughs> on, these, on these sands in the desert, are there any like small rocks around or anything like that? There are a couple of small rocks, but they're sandstone. That's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I They're probably part of the ruins that have been blown here by tremendous winds. Ah, perfect. Okay. I just want to go ahead and grab a, grab a few of them, make sure I have them on me. Put them in some of my deeper pockets. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Nice. Bob Tegan, what's he doing? Well, we've probably done some research ahead of time as to what creatures might be here. Is there some sort of role I might be able to make? to see what we might, if we know what we might be facing. Sure. Um, how about a knowledge check and we'll do geography. Ge oh, geography. Sweet. I actually have that. <laughs> Alright, what kind of difficulty are we talking? Uh, average. Average? But okay. I, the, since it hasn't been found in a very long time, mm -hmm. um, those who have rumors have told you rumors or what you've read is very old. So the age involved will provide you with two setback dice. All right. Oh, but Zanana is also uh, skilled in geography, so maybe she'll give a boost die. Okay. With assistance. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. Now, because I've yeah. been here for about a in al Kalim for about a hundred years, I'm going to channel my inner Stefan. <laughs> 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 Perhaps some of those rumors came from people you met firsthand and not second or third. Sure. There you go. Okay, cool, cool. All right. That is... Okay, so then we'll do another one. All right. Well, cool. This could be interesting. All right. So here we go. I'm rolling. Oh, I got two successes. But I got two threats as well on it. Well, <laughs> your most recent... Um, stories that you received were from some vermin who um, were in the area recently. I think that's vermin? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Vermin. Um, which are desert-dwelling insectile humanoids who they tend to be 
very insular and quiet and keep to themselves. Their mm-hmm. place in society is that of uh, desert traders and nomads. Okay. Um, and they traveled by this place, but two of their number went missing. And they have named this place as Cursed. Okay. And that's probably... Two of their members went missing at night. They mm. did. Hmm. Okay. Well, piggybacking off of that, is it possible to flip a story point and uh, use my all the facts heroic ability and see what I can might know or remember from this? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> well, first off, I'm not going to mention these guys said this place is cursed because hmm. Tegan's actually I randomly rolled. He's actually a compulsive liar. Player knowledge, not character knowledge. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, he does. He's like, yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, they went, they explored in there during during the night and. Uh, yeah, they were—they weren't really sure what they found, though. So they hadn't talked to okay. their buddies in a while. <laughs> but you remember uh, hearing this same tale, and you remember hearing that uh, the those vermin have named this place as cursed and said they it, it took a lot of coaxing and several coins to get them to tell you even about this place because they did not wish you to come here mm. uh, and release the curse upon the sands. Um, ah. But that that curse to you with all of your, all the knowledge, um, to you seems more fabricated by their own fear Superst- of what came for them in the night. Ah, um, something that away. would move much more pro- prolifically at night than it would during the day, which is probably what you're looking at now. And you think maybe these ruins may perhaps be infested with darkness drinkers. Hmm. Oh my. Okay. So I'll say, ah, yes, I remember the tale very well. Now that you mentioned it, they also mentioned this place was cursed. But they, I don't remember that. They are prone to exaggerate. They're they're very superstitious lot. Ah, so boogeyman stories. Yes, but I also remember they were not very happy about visiting at night either. Hmm. So we may want to keep that in mind. Okay. What time of day is it? It is midday. Well, the then. sun sits high at its apex. All right. Ah, the shadows, cursed. therefore, the shadows in the ruins cast straight down. Mm. Awesome. Leave lots of room for darkness in the ruins themselves. Ooh. All right. Well, let's head down there. Why not? Take uh, our time. Or do we turn back? <laughs> no. We should be uh, cautious. Yeah. Got to be cautious. It's probably so just approaching sub- cautiously. Scimitar is drawn. If we can. I don't know if we cover of the sandstorm. <laughs> so there's actually no sandstorm. Sun's shining. Nice. Um, you as you approach, you see where uh, the main entrance to this main hall uh, of the Jin, uh, which once was a huge archway, and several chunks of stone are missing out of that archway. Hmm. It glows with a magical light, almost, and where it should cast light into the main hall. The light immediately inside the main hall feels as if it's being sucked out of the, out of nowhere. It's just disappearing. Where that light, you know, on your side 
is comparable to bright sunlight. On the other side, it should shine deep into the hall, but it does not. Oh, it's like thick smoke is just drinking it up. It's oh as if something is, some sort of darkness is drinking the light. Mm. Oh my. Well, I might bow out. <laughs> Arrow knocked. Yeah. Oh. As yeah. we approach. I got a staff so, in one hand and a rock in the other. Nice. Knowing <laughs> of an ambush makes it less of an ambush. So let's see what you guys get. I'm going to go ahead and give you a vigilance check as you approach. Uh, this is not, this is a group check, so one of you make it. Whoever's best at it. Uh, and this is going to be... So not me. Um, <laughs> uh, this is going to be set by, usually it would be opposed by their stealth. Uh, but I'm going to make it one less difficult because you're well aware of it. So it's going to be average difficulty. Is it perception? It's not perception, it's vigilance, you said, right? Even vigilance, yes. Okay. To yeah. just to, you're, you're, vi- you're staying vigilant, you, yep. you know they're there. You feel their presence, <laughs> but knowing when they're going to attack. Yeah, nice. I think Zanana, Zanana has vigilance. I'm not sure how many. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> I need to do okay. your character for you. Oh, you have yes. Oh, you have a yellow. I have a green. <laughs> that one green, right, so you have, have one yellow. <laughs> I have a yellow and a green. Is that? That's better. Oh, that's both. even better. Why don't you roll, better, Chris? Yeah. Okay. That would be better. Fair and uh, Zanana will provide a boost die with her training. There we go. Oops. That'll help. I happen to have them both all open to Stefan. So uh, okay, good. Mr. Thank Holmes you. Fails to help you out again. I, I okay. again. And nice. What's the a, back, a backup? <laughs> or am I just rolling that, or do you have a difficulty going on with this, sir? Uh, it was average difficulty. Okay. Um, however, because of the darkness, it imposes a couple of setback dice. Well, I can I can I employ my knack for it, talent? No, we're, it's not perception. It's vigilance. Sorry. Okay. So that'd be okay. Out. So I've got a yellow, green, uh, blue boost dice, two um, difficulty dice, and two setback dice. Oh, you got this. Sounds great. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, one success, two advantages. Ooh. Very nice. Well, we'll begin with the success. So you do see a in the shadows, melding with the shadows, but they almost move with an inky grace. Two shadowy figures. You can see their bared fangs. It's as if they're waiting, just hovering behind um, a pair of um, statues of giant cobras. Um, And uh, yes, there are a pair of darkness drinkers in these ruins, and they are in your immediately immediate vicinity they are at long range from you uh two paired serpents that go up and face each other and they're at their bases hovering around the bottom of them just kind of watching you waiting to come out of nowhere and get you oh my point them out eh? so your advantage Uh uh-huh okay um there are two darkness drinkers oh oh Oh, oh, I see them. I pulled pull back my bow. Finally, something we can kill. What would you like to do with your two advantage, Chris? Um, I'd like to go ahead and attack them. Okay, nice. Uh, you know what? I'll let you guys just go ahead and attack them before they even notice that you've noticed them for that. Cool. Long range, so, you said? It's going to be long range, and they're going to have cover of the statues. Gotcha. 
So we'll just go down the line. I'll start with um, Dejavin. What would he like to do? Well, I'm going to use my uh, destructive detonation. <laughs> so I take a I take a stone because I do have uh, component casting. And um, nice. Basically, my idea is that this this stone is going to be used as kind of I'm going to be detonating the stone to make that blast. Very nice. Yeah, that's it. So I've got three yellow, one green. Um, let's see. Difficulty is three because the because um, it's my signature spell. Okay. And uh, let's see. Is range built into that? Yes, range uh, is long because I'm using a staff. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. And um, so then you're also firing into darkness. So you're going to have a setback die due to darkness, and you're going to have okay. two setback dice due to cover. Gotcha. Two setbacks. Total of three. Does that matter for a blast type of weapon? Not really. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> take them off. Take him off for the cover. He's, he, he's the anti-Stefan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets rid of setback dice. <laughs> if you're just going to blow up the cover and them, so be it. Yeah. <laughs> well done. All right. So All right. This. Yeah. Close only counts in grenades. Ah, one and failure, technique. three advantages. Oh. Well, three advantage. You missed. Mm. But. But. But blew all the cover off. I can't exact, I can't check with the blast though. No knife. No. There you go. Oh, yeah. Missed just barely, and you could trigger blast and still do so some blast damage. Blast, blast damage. Four. four. Okay. It's a. I mean, is that the? I, I, I'm missing it. I know the damage is like six plus one for each success, but it's like four is the blast uh, rating. Um, right. It would be four plus the number of successes you had. But since right, you failed, right. I think it's. I think it's just four <laughs> as your base. I think. Right, right. Hmm. Um, it's a crit of two, vicious two, fire, burn of two. Oof. Well, uh, it takes two advantage to trigger blast. Right. Mm-hmm. So you still have one single advantage left. And I think we use that to um, recover a stamina. All right. I, mean, uh, did you- I say stamina, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's strained. Strained. <laughs> That's the descent in me. Gotcha. <laughs> there you go. Understandable. Um, all right. So then the second of you who was prepared was taken. Sounds good. good. Did, uh, any of the, did any of that cover go away? Hmm? Or it's still uh, two? No. It's still there. Still there. Still two? Okay. Yeah. And then a setback. Now, would I be able to remove one of those setbacks because I have knack for it in perception? Hmm? <laughs> no, I doubt it. Okay. Unrelated. I'm trying. I know. <laughs> All right, um, I will go ahead and roll here. Did you want to do anything with this? I have two yellow, two green. I'm aiming three purple nope. and three setback dice. No, I'm quite content with the story points where they sit, which is still two and two. Okay, that sounds good. I'm going to leave it there. Oh, awesome. I got one simple success. Um, <laughs> I am. I would like to do... I would like to activate a talent that I have called Hamstring, if I can hamstring the darkness <laughs> or shadow. Well, oh, these are these are these are actual creatures. Okay, so then I'll um, do half damage, which is going to be nine halved is four. And um, which one? The one on the left or the right? The left, and then it'll be immobilized until the end of its turn. 
So it won't be able to move. Okay. At least so. And I don't... Oh, wait a second. I do have one... Oh, you know what? I do have one... I, it is superior, so I do get a, an advantage. I'm actually going to crit it as well. Okay. So, let's see here. Can I do that? Uh, what? I don't have my percentile yep, yep. dice. There we go. Oh, you don't have them? I do oh, have God. some right here. Oh, there. I oh, got my D percent. I got it. 70. Seven zero, so that is scattered Seven senses. Zero. Target removes all boost dice from checks until this critical injury is healed. Woohoo! <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. I can activate crit with one because it's an ancient <gasps> elven bow. Ha ha. Yeah. Okay. Good thing you stole it. <laughs> well, yeah, it ran. Shoot it <laughs> like you stole it. Hey, I'm a, I'm a treasure hunter. <laughs> still works. It still works, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all okay. I've got. All right. And uh, last but not least, Zanana. Zanana, well, well, she's got her scimitars ready, and they're okay. thirsty for blood, so she's going to be running towards them. Nice. Okay. And then well, taking her, and downgrading her action to run again. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll get her from long to short range. All right. All I can think of is, I attacked the darkness. Yes. That's what I did, too. <laughs> yeah. Except for here, the darkness attacks back. Hey, yes. I, I hamstrung the darkness. <laughs> All right, so now we're actually going to roll some initiative. I kind of gave you guys a surprise round there, and, and they're not right. coming out into the... They don't appear to be coming out into the sunlight to attack you. Ooh, okay. Nice. That works. Okay. All right, so... So her initiative is, is one yellow, by the way, there, Stefan. Okay, one yellow, perfect. <laughs> I get one advantage. Me too. <laughs> With my one green. <laughs> I so suck at this zero game. point one for a player, zero point one for a player. Mm -hmm. Chris, I didn't see what's on here. Let's see. Looks like he has a yellow and a green. Uh, oh, somehow I'm missing it. What are you? Cool or initiative? Uh, cool or vigilance? Oh, yeah, yeah. vigilance. Yeah, 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 that's it. Vigilance, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Is there an easy way to clear out the dice on this? Just click them. Or not? Just click them. Oh, okay. Yeah, there isn't an easy way. Sure. Okay. Uh, I don't think. No. Hey, if you guys from RPG. One session, success, two advantage. Yeah, if you guys one from RPG. One success, two advantages. Nice. One success, two advantage. Okay, well, I had if, for... If you guys from RPG Sessions are listening, you need a dice clear button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clear right the, the dice tracker. <laughs> okay, uh, so my uh, thing one and thing two here have rolled in, and thing three that you did not see uh -oh. have rolled in. Ha ha ha! Uh-oh. Um, because it had complete and full cover. So they all rolled at least two successes or more. So they are all going to go before you. Ooh. Uh, so the two that were on the stat, uh, at the statues will immediately um, lurch forward towards Zanana. As soon as she enters mm -hmm. short range, they maneuver nope. uh, forward. Nope, not the one on the left. Not the one on oh, the yeah, left. he's pinned down. He's he tries to. Tries to. He's yes. immobilized. Pinned him to the ground or something. I don't he's know. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the other one, um, the one on the right, does move in on Sonata. 
Nice. Takes his maneuver to move from short to gauge range. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, as he gets close to you, the light from outdoors just sucks away from you. You cannot see anything. You are engulfed in pitch black. Oh, no. And uh, the cold wind strikes at you as he swings a shadowy sword in your direction. Uh, so uh, that's she's got def- she's got defense I think I believe uh, melee defense might at least one if not two two I think with her swords okay so yep I've well, got these, yeah, but you have melee these guys one. have a melee one defense okay wow. these guys have a brawn of four and a melee heavy of three they are beasts I think it was supposed to be the reverse on my stats actually the melee was supposed to be two in range one but whatever We'll go with one. Okay. Oh, so you're right. You're right. Melee is two. Yep. Okay. Okay. So I have two purple dice for the uh, difficulty normally, and uh, two setback dice. And he used his maneuver to approach you, so he will not be mm-hmm. aiming. All Are right. you going to do anything to my pool? I'll spend a story point because you know she uh, she's in her element. She's used to fighting in the sands and and uh, and sometimes. He's, at a disadvantage, you know, when the sandstorms sand, sand whip up. Excellent. All right. Well, first and foremost, I hit you. All right. <laughs> but I give you two threat to play with. Uh-huh. Um, okay. A single hit with the sword, though. So it's only eight wounds. Only okay. uh, worth of damage. Uh, <laughs> but you have soak. You have yeah, I think three. Three is soak, okay. You are currently at five. Uh, right, so five, five, five wounds. wounds. Right. Holy buckets! Mm. That's okay. I think with the 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 threat, even though she herself can't see much, she she whipped her, her scimitars into the sand and into the creature's eyes, giving it uh, setback on its next actions. Oh, cool! All right, very nice. All right. Um, so the second one, um, again, he, or sorry, that was the, that was the second one. The first one was trapped, mm-hmm. or it was. The third one um, comes out of the darkness, and it has with it something in its hand, and it holds it up, and it uh, tips it over, and swarming towards you are several scarab bugs black scintillating scarab bugs come crawling towards the two of you standing back at distance a carpet of them Um, oh wow swarm and uh, it retreats back into the darkness from the daylight And uh, so that's number three. That's all he's going to do. All right. You cowardly bastard! First player slot. All right. Zanata will take a swipe at uh, at the one facing her. All right. Three yellow and a green. Yeah, and she'll use her dual strikes. But time with both. Uh, She's got the dual talent and... uh, so it does not increase the difficulty. Yeah, and she's got a second, third tier one. Uh, I forget the name. Duelist. You get a boost uh, die, I think. Okay. 
All I right. think it's so, what, oh, wait a second. Dual, I have the, dual strike. Uh, you may you may suffer two strain to use this talent to hit instead of spending two advantage. Oh, that's right. Dual. With the second weapon, right. And then oh. dual wielder, once per round, ah. your character may use a maneuver to uh, re- not increase the difficulty by one while using two weapon combat. Okay. Yeah, so two you have. All right. And what was the skill uh, again? Uh, three yellow and a green. Three yellow and a green. All right. Green. The boost dice. And, or no. No boost dice. Um, you used your maneuver to uh, yeah. engage your dual wielder. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the difficulty is... Uh, average yeah, for okay. all melee attacks. However, right. because it is sucking in all light mm-hmm. around it, you yeah. in the complete and total darkness. It says here in its stat block, this darkness imposes a three setback penalty. Yeah. Okay, all right. So blame blame the guy who wrote that, not me. Hey, <laughs> utter total darkness. It's not just dark. It's all right. All night. <laughs> all right. Fair. Fair enough. All right. So I've got I got three yellow, a green, two purple, and three black. Uh, I'm thinking this is fairly important. Uh, she doesn't know exactly where it's going on outside her field of vision or lack of vision. Mm-hmm. She's still going to spend a story point to try and take this thing down as quickly as possible. Really? So was I. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so a red. Remove the, that purple there. And another yellow. There we go. All right. So rolling. A total of all of that. Oh my God, one advantage. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> a, a despair. That's it. Everything else washed out or was blank. Oh! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. A despair, that's it? A despair. Okay. Yeah, all you, the yellow dice, you know. <laughs> you following its movement through the darkness mm-hmm. and you you are feeling your way around and you step on some sand and it just immediately whoosh, out from under you and you mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, she, just, she she just misjudges the sounds around her and just no, totally lost. <laughs> and Whoa. you fall. <laughs> and you fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And we'll go from there. All right. So. Well, um, <laughs> thanks. We Chris. only have so we only have two <laughs> PC slots now. Is that what we're saying, Tony? Well, you have two left in this round. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Ah, so the problem is that so he's gone. She's gone into the darkness. We saw her disappear Mm -hmm. into darkness. Is pretty much all we saw, correct? (laughs) Lots of darkness. You see her. Lots of darkness. Then then we don't don't see her in it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to be blasting anything in there. Then I started blasting. (laughs) That's when I started. That's when I started blasting. No, I'm going to take out another uh, another stone. Mm-hmm. And throw it down on the ground, Hasa Kafir, and basically summon up my stone sentry, ah. and uh, have him help us out. And Excellent. Well, so. it's magic. I'm gonna automatically upgrade it because now <laughs> this place feels dark, mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and five successes. 
Whoa! Well done. That's he comes good. quick. In fact, with five successes, <laughs> he just immediately. What is thy bidding, master? <laughs> Kill the dark things. <laughs> and he turns and lumbers that direction. Okay. And step on those bugs! <laughs> yes, please step on the bugs. <laughs> um, what can I? So can I see? I can still see the one that's pinned, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, actually, Chris, you summoned probably two of those with the way I wrote up the spell for that character. Ah, additional summons. Oh, <laughs> All right. The right. second one appears <laughs> behind you. <laughs> Indeed, and it begins stomping on the bugs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'll move up to medium range from that guy if I can. Uh, you indeed can, but it's going to put you right on the cusp of the darkness. They may be able to run up and reach out and get you. They might be able to. But I'm going to move up, shoot, and I'm going to move back to chicken shit range again. So <laughs> that's what we'll do. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I'm sorry. There is a carpet of insects between you and them. Oh, there is? Oh, I didn't know it was that close. Okay, then yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah I'll stay at long like, range. Whatever, I'll let the big big bug stomp and, um, what do you call it? Stone Sand guardian. Stone guardian dude. Yeah. Take it out. Yeah, these and are I like scarabs from the mummy. I will aim, and um, I will spend a story point to change one of these, upgrade my check here, because that thing is, well, it's not pinned anymore, because it, it gets to move at the end of its turn, but... It might be moving towards Zanana. It is moving All right. towards where Zanana was. You can see it moving that way. Now I can't. Now we saw her darkness, but we didn't see her drop from where we were. Right? Correct. She was in you the saw her walk into the darkness and then become enveloped by it. Oh hmm. no. Okay. So then, do you want to do anything to this pool? Uh, what's your pool? Okay, it's got three yellow, a green, a blue, hard. And three setback dice. I'm okay with it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> one simple success again. That would be nine. <laughs> no, one success and I get an extra advantage. So, um, one success, nine damage. And I'll crit so it a second time. Nine damage is enough to take it out. Oh, really? Nine additional. So, just so you're aware, these guys have... Chris did a really cool thing here, and I'll talk about it at the end. But these guys are... A little different, depending on the time of day. Oh, really? Okay, cool, cool. I like it. I like it. So then for my advantage, um, you know what? I would. I don't know if that's enough, though, but as, it, as, as I kill it, maybe it allows some of the light to come in, and we might see that she is not there anymore. Just for a moment? I don't know. Or for maybe the I... Briefest, for the briefest of, briefest of seconds, you see... All around the floor, pockmarked holes. Okay. Where it looks like the sand is sinking into the ruins. And it's okay. like it just started happening. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Eeh. Eh. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to stay out of there. <laughs> Zanana, are you there? <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Top of the next round, the one that was in the in Zanana's 
realm of influence, mm. uh, it immediately will head to the edge of the darkness and just. Um, oh, you backed up. Darn it. Uh, oh, I never moved. Yeah. By the way, I'm still at long range, but I'm still. But I'm I'm at medium range from it though. All right. Stephen, it will okay move there, back to the statues and uh, take cover. Okay. And same thing for the third one that which had which held the large, looked like a coffer full okay. of insects, and the insects are just swarming everywhere. So we can and, see uh, the it third is, one. Though. It, it, it is, yeah, and it has dropped that coffer on the ground, and it has just uh, gone back to the pillar or the statues, and is hiding okay. amongst them, just the like job. the other one. Keep those now, off of me. This, Keep the scarabs this off. swarm of scarabs will just immediately swarm the stone sentinel, and he is just covered in black, and they burrow within its flesh, but it doesn't seem to have any effect on him at all. However, you two, the rest of them swarm towards you, uh, Javan and Tegan. And I'm going to need the two of you to make either a coordination or athletics check to avoid getting swarmed by these things. Okay. Whether you're jumping out of the way, whether you're stomping on enough of them. To, stomping would be athletics and jumping out of the way would be coordination, whichever you're better at. Difficulty for this is going to be hard. All right. And it would have been daunting if he wasn't absorbing a large chunk of the swarm. So you're the, saying the coordination or what else? Or athletics. Or athletics. Whichever you're good at. All and right. uh, it's just a straight up hard check. If you need to upgrade, go ahead. I'm not going to. Um, I'm good. I ha- you, ha- you guys have two stored. Okay, let me see. So I rolled. Oh, 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 oh. I got an. I got a failure with one advantage. Okay. How about you, uh, Chris? Um, oh, I my dice out. Can I use a human out of turn incidental to take one of your story points? <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, no problem. You're going to use it right away. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're back to two and two. As nice. if it never changed. <laughs> yeah. Two successes, one threat. Right. So you successfully, were you rolling coordination or? Coordination. coordination. So you yep. successfully weave and move and dodge and duck and dive. And these things are flying all around you, but they just kind of swarm past you. However, take it. Yeah. Several of them land. I to be placed. <laughs> and right on your chest, yeah. a golden bluish looking one with a skull emblazoned upon its backside latches onto your shirt okay. and you immediately you see it glow with some sort of magical energy. And it imparts upon you some sort of magic. You feel powerful. Oh, nice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, well, I do have an advantage. Go. I don't know what I could do with my advantage there, though. Um, maybe I point something out to um, to Dejavin here, so that when he goes next, or maybe one of us, if he goes, you know, the next one to act. 
would. Well, um, if you want, no, want to notice a detail, it, sure. the detail is that the there's not actually a lot of falling going on, or uh, of the floor falling in there that's going on. There's actually sections of the floor that are rising too. It's not oh. all falling. Oh my! It's almost like some of the floor in there, the squares and the on the floor are going rising and lowering. Uh, yeah. okay. Some are dropping, some are raising. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So is it our turn? First player. First player. Hmm. Zanana! You could try and catch yourself, if you'd like, from falling all the way to the bottom of this deep chasm. (laughs) Oh. Hmm. You there, Stefan? Are you there, Stefan? You're muted, stupid. <laughs> yes, she was trying to do that. <laughs> dead air, dead air, dead air. We love dead air. We love to say you're okay. So what? What does what does he need to roll? I'll give you your pool. Yeah. Well, how does she want to stop herself? Uh, if she can use you know, her her scimitars to wedge them someplace at the slower descent. I totally okay with that. Make a melee light check. Melee light, alright. What's melee again? Three yellow and a green. Alright, so I thought. And what would be my difficulty? Difficulty is going to be hard. Alright. And since there are dire consequences for failure, I am going to upgrade. <laughs> uh, how many? How many? You had two story points already? I had two. I'm moving it over to three. Yep, we were at right. two and two. Feel free to use one, man. Yeah, I'll free, I'll use one. Mm. All right. And upgrade that. And upgrade that. This one I take out. This one I have to take out. And I'll steal one more of your uh, story points because I'm human as well. Oh, dirty scoundrel! <laughs> yes. All right. So there we go. We roll that. I end up with two successes. You look down, and there is just a pit of vipers below you. (gasps) Vipers. Why did it have to be vipers? (laughs) 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 He's hanging precariously over over the edge of a pit. Is the treasure worth it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, next player slot. The Jamin, if you'd like, go for it. Sure. Um, well, with all these beetles, uh, scarabs all crawling around and everything else, I'm going to do stone skin on myself. And uh, very nice. Basically, awesome. a barrier barrier spell. Hasa um, Bashara, and I basically take one of the rocks. You know that I had. I'm using that as the the catalyst for my component casting. Nice. Very nice. So you thought it was crazy for picking up all these rocks? <laughs> no, I knew uh, what was going on. I've played with a very prolific component caster. What? Who would that be? <laughs> uh, four successes, three advantages. Ooh, he can cast that magic. All right. You hold the rock in your hand, and when you crush that rock it just immediately forms over your body just as a layer of stone 
and you're to advantage. What would you like to do? Oh, uh, see, I think I'll get back. Um, hmm. Hmm. I think I'll just get back a strain. Okay. Well, so it invigorates you as it makes you feel stronger and more powerful. AKA some strain. Sweet. All right. Tegan. Tegan. All right. Hey. So I have this ticking time bomb on my chest. Is it hurting? <laughs> Is it oh, burrowing? No. <laughs> oh, no. It feels good. It feels powerful. It does. Hmm. All right. Hmm. I will. Um. I'm going to shoot the darkness again. All right. You got to get rid of these things. Same in there. target? Uh, well, oh, I already killed that one. Killed that one. one. You know what? I'll do three. The one that that the one that actually dumped these on us. Okay. And that's still at long range. You said it took cover, and it's dark. Yep. All right. Yeah, it's going to be three setback dice again. Yep. And I'll 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 aim again. And um, this feels very important because I haven't heard anything from uh, from Zanana yet. <laughs> so I'll spend a story point. To upgrade. Okay. That look good. So three yellow, uh, a green, a blue, three purple, and three red or three black. Yeah, I think so. You're fine. Okay. Oh, there we go. Five successes, three threats. Um, five successes will be. Oh, two threats. Sorry. Um, five successes plus eight, thirteen damage. To that one. Okay. Uh, it's it dissipates into nothingness, and your arrow shines with light as it hits it. Nice. Carries almost like it carries some sunlight in with it, and just cool. and it just shatters into darkness. Awesome! I shot the darkness, and it lit up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I, I I have two threat left there, Tony. So yes. So your two threat. Um, take a wound. Okay then. So I felt powerful. Uh-huh. So is it a? So is it a? Um, sort I'm looking for. A placebo? Uh, no, it's a placebo. I don't know. No, no, no. Your 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 arrow definitely struck true, and it car- It is almost as if it carried sunlight with it. Ooh, that doesn't suck. I like that. Okay. All right. That's it. That is it. Round three, final round. Uh, quick, quick question: uh, the um, stone sentries. Is one of those over there or not? Oh yeah. You know what? You can. Uh, you could have, as a maneuver, directed that one to attack him. If you oh, like. gotcha. Okay, but I don't think. There's, is there anybody left that we see right now? Just the one that you previously blasted. Uh, gotcha. He came out. He attacked Zanana, and then he went back to the stone statue. So your stone guardian is standing, looming above this thing now. Um, he may attack it. Awesome. Okay. Let's see, I got three brawn. Okay. Let's go. And he's going to have the three setback dice because as soon as he got within it, range of right. it, whoosh, all light disappeared. Ooh, bummer. Okay. Two successes, three advantages. Ooh. All right. I saw all the setback came up, nothing. So oh, what is his? Um, oh, let's see. His is, let's see. I don't know if, he, if it's on the sheet here. Oh wait, here it is. Damage of four. Crit three engaged. Yeah. 
Yeah, so four six. plus two successes. Or three. Right. Three. Uh, two success. Two, two successes, three advantages. Ah. All right. That is enough. So awesome. he just whoosh, reaches out and grabs this thing by the head and just crushes until it shatters into shadow. Nice. End of encounter, gentlemen. Sanana, where are you? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I start running over there, squashing bugs with my stony feet. <laughs> nice. And the, most of the scarabs are were nothing more than distraction. It could have damaged you, except for the one. Now, Chris yeah. Markham, mm-hmm. do you happen to know what that is? That would be a cursed scarab. That is from Terranoth Treasures 2. Oh no, <laughs> cursed! Oh. Well, you see the it's thing not... about the thing about descent items, especially, is there's a lot of those items that have kind of a good side and a bad side. Like they 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 do something good, but take something from you at the same time. So there's a lot of items that are like that. So I kind of, when I was creating those items and porting them into Genesis, the <laughs> same kind of thing happens. So so I used a little GM cool. GM fiat to give you a description of it, but cool. this thing is pretty cool. So the cursed scarab. When the wearer fails to strike an opponent, the wearer takes one wound in damage, but simultaneously inflicts two wounds on his foe. This oh. ki- th- when this occurs, the wings open up and a softly glow, uh, and this activation does not require any effort on the wearer's part. Once activated, the wings remain open for the encounter, and the benefit cannot be used again until the wings close. Uh, nice. That's pretty cool. That's a neat item. Too bad I mi- I didn't yeah. miss. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I had to. I had to. I, a little GM fiat. The first time you <laughs> used it, it seemed to make you feel more powerful, but then it hurt you at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's cool, dude. I like it. I like it. So well done, guys. And Chris, I love the Alkalim stuff that you've done. I, if you couldn't, can't tell, I just you've added a f- more flavor to a section of Terranoth that, my opinion, is just rife with adventure to do those Arabian night style um, adventures and have Indiana Jones treasure hunting going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love the, the, the Alkalim stuff you've done. So thank Great. you. Oh, and if you go back and listen to the, the podcast where I was saying an actual like spell name, that's actually Arabic for what it is. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Oh, well done, sir. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. So, like, Tafjir is detonate. Oh, cool. For example. Very nice. Well, so, um, and like, Hasa, Hasa is stone. So, Hasa Kafir is stone sentry. Or Hasa Bashara is stone skin. Nice. Oh, that's Very awesome, nice. dude. <laughs> that's great. I like bringing those things into the game. Well done. All right. Well done. Well, ladies and gentlemen. That was advantageous threats. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, that Chris, was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. All right, so let's let's end the night. Let's let's end this thing then. All right, so that was our awesome uh, latest interview show. Thank you, uh, Chris, for joining us. Um, as usual, um, look for us uh, on uh, on social media, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, sorry, uh, I'm stepping on someone else's toes now. Yeah, you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to do a little shout out to our arch nemesis, the Wild Ice podcast. <laughs> They're the still arch- around. They're still creating some great content, mostly for uh, the Savage World uh, system, but they cover some great topics uh, as well. Um, anything to uh, to note, uh, Chris? Hold me. Yeah, I need to remind Tony to get Stefan a real phone so he doesn't have to talk through the tin can. He's talking through right now because you sound like you got a tin can you're talking into, Stefan. Sorry, sorry, it's my iPad. <laughs> That's cool. No, anyway, so um, yeah, our next coming, sh- our upcoming show, our next show is going to be the KeyForge review show. So I'm only because to Jeremy requested it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. Pl- it was on the docket. Anyway. We made sure Stefan went out and got a PDF copy so we could do a review show. At the very least, I got the PDF. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Mm. All right, and you can reach out to us, contact us like uh, Jeremy did. Uh, you can either email us at findingthenarrativepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to Stefan and myself, Finding the Narrative on Facebook. We're over there a lot. Uh, Nerds International and Finding the Narrative are all on Mayway. And uh, we have a Twitter presence, of course, uh, at FTN underscore Genesis, and that is Stefan's baby. So talk to him over there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Chris, you got anything you want to pimp out? Just uh, basically, if, you, if you're interested in my stuff or any of the stuff that we kind of like played through there, uh, just go to Drive Through RPG and just do a search on Chris Markham, and that way you'll see all my stuff, and you don't have to try to figure out what the names were or anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually put a, put a link to that in the show notes, and I'll actually have a link to your to your setting website. I think you you have, so you can yep, throw that absolutely. in chat or email it to me, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll put that in there too. Oh yeah, as soon as the show's yeah. over, I'm going and buying that Mars thing. Yeah. Oh hell to the yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Chris, it's great having you on, man. Oh, it's great, great uh, being on. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for rolling some dice with us, man. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. and thank you for the hard work. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Looking forward to right. your next five that are be coming out like this week, or how many? <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably just probably just the one this week from Randall, <laughs> and um, I, I have at least two that I want to really get out next month. So we'll see. All right. Awesome. awesome. Do you have any uh, final goodbye words you'd like to impart upon the world? Just um, that was great playing with you guys. Uh, it was a really fun little little adventure there um i really miss it i really got to get my friends to, to get more online and let's just do stuff online instead of us all driving an hour to get to each other's house so yeah. <laughs> nice it has deal. its advantages VTTs. yeah nice. absolutely all right. all right well this is tony saying tell a great story and spend a story and this is stefan saying dare to ask for those boost dice and this is homie chris saying Remember the rule of cool. Shoot into the darkness whenever you can. <laughs> and just have fun. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Au revoir. Is that French, Tony? Yeah, I did. Very <laughs> 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 good. All right, bye. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. 
All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.